Welcome to episode three of our House of Pain podcast. My name is Beck. I'm here along with my beautiful wife, Jody. Jody. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about the importance of building family. Jody, what are some of your favorite TV family? When you think back when you were a child, you know, the different TV family sitcoms and shows, does the particular family really jump out at you? What's some of your favorite TV families? Well, no. TV families <laughs> jump out to me because we didn't own a TV. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, See, I was raised Baptist. We could watch TV, yeah, so no, you weren't we able could, to, no, we to watch. Okay, so fast forward however many years that was. Yeah, when we finally got a TV. Exactly. When you got a TV, what are there any particular TV sitcoms, family sitcoms that jump out at you? know, you got the, the Cosbys, the Waltons, yeah. the Cleavers, the, yeah. the um, Robertsons. From where, yeah, where we're from? Yeah, they weren't there on TV when I was watching TV, but... <laughs> you want to start over? No, I don't want to start over. <laughs> I thought that going, was the so. cue. Okay. So you the you got you got the Cosby's, the Huxtables. The Cosby shows, the Huxtables, oh, they're kind of a the fun oh, family. I liked Family Matters. Family Steve Matters. Urkel. Yeah, Steve Urkel. When I was yeah, younger. But Able then, to start watching that? Uh, yeah. I did a series called Family Matters I do based remember off that. of that. Yeah, then... Um, what kind of family would you describe that? The, the, I don't even hardly remember it. I just mm, remember it came on TGIF. It was just a weird Fridays, boy. Yep. Yeah. What about the Cosby Show? Oh, I love Yeah, I liked the Cosby Show. Up until as I of li- late. What, when, yeah, but I liked the mama. Like, I, she Claire? did not play. You did not play with Claire Huxley. You didn't play No, <laughs> and I liked that. There are a whole lot of Claire Huxley's today. <laughs> I liked it. They she, were a lot of fun, too. What about uh, the Cleavers, play. the perfect family? Did I you ever watch the Cleavers? I that. You never watched the Cleavers? No. I watched it because it reminded me of a childhood friend that grew up in my neighborhood and his family. I thought you were about to say, it reminded me of my family. I was like, oh, wow. It reminded me of the Cleavers. Or uh, the Waltons, I think. We don't see a lot of families that look like the Waltons. I think generational connectedness. um, The Waltons remind me of that, where the grandparents lived in there with them. You know, good night, John. What was the name, Boyd? I I know John Boyd. I don't remember all the rest of them, but yes, that's About Andy Griffith. Yeah. The single dad. We we never knew what happened to his wife. We know he was a widower, but that's a... We just go to Mayberry after a long day that may be stressful. We'd always just go to Mayberry. My kids love that show. Our kids love that show. Uh, yeah. Andy Griffith. I know it's a classic. It's, it's a born near the Adams family. Did you ever? That's the mm-hmm. weird family. Oh, we were definitely not allowed. Even <laughs> when we did get a TV, we could not watch that show. <laughs> the Adams family. So I don't even know what that's about. Trish, more, more. Married with children? Married with children. No. Well, that's a dysfunctional family. Yeah, we right? could not watch that. <laughs> the Simpsons. Uh. <laughs> They're go still ahead on a roll. And sign the certificate to go to hell. Okay, because the certificate to go to hell. <laughs> we could not watch that the show. Simpsons? I mean, no. that's still going strong. Well, then like I was in elementary school. <laughs> nope, we couldn't watch that at all. What about the Roberts? We could watch Anne of Green Gables. And nobody likes Anne of Green. Hey, <laughs> I need some some put the, out there, some uh, shout out there to say the Anne of Green Gables. The Robertsons. The ones today. Well, yeah, Good what people. other Robertsons do you know? I didn't what, know if it was one of those hell shows that you watched. Ago. I don't know. <laughs> no, the um, Robertsons of West Yeah, Monroe, no, I think town. they're a great family. They are a I great do. family. I do. I like them. They are a great family. So today we're going to talk about the importance of building family. And I think because, you know, the family is so foundational to our society that we have to give priority to the ministry of the family. So in your opinion, what is what is... Uh, what are some of the reasons why, you know, building a strong, functioning family is so very important in today's society? Um, I, I think we are beginning to see, or we've been beginning to see, but I think we see what's uh, 
when a healthy family is thriving in a community, it's it helps the church. It yeah. helps, you know, like you said, helps the community, helps the neighbors, helps um, produce the next generation that's healthy. And so when you, the uh, same thing happens when it's dysfunction. So if there's a dysfunctional family, highly dysfunctional family, then the community suffers from it, or the neighbors suffer, or the kids suffer, the church suffers. And so, um, I mean, I think even the world today, not even just in the church, the world is seeing the importance of how a healthy family affects the per- you know, the people. So. Yeah, you brought out a good point. So how we view the family unit or how we go about building family, I think it has not only immediate blessings and consequences, but it also has generational blessings and consequences as well. We read that in Exodus chapter 20. But talk about, let's talk about a little bit about the the generational, we've seen it, you know, the generational blessings and the generational consequences that come from the family unit. I mean, we've seen some families that have been mm-hmm. able to to pass their faith from one generation to the next. And what are some of those blessings that you've seen come about from seeing the faith pass from one generation to the next? I think um, is having stability when you have grandparents or you have parents that you can go back to and you can say, you know, tell me about times like this or tell me um, what you did and, and having um, them pour wisdom into you and you seeing them live out their faith, I think that does wonders. Um, instead of being a first generation where you're having to pioneer the way that the road's already been pioneered and how much farther you can already go if they've already paved the way for you. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, so yeah, I think that's huge. We've seen the, the destructiveness of generational, dis, generational dysfunction that's been passed from one uh, you know, from one generation to the next, we minister to plenty of people each and every day uh, where that's been a reality as well. So what would you say to some that may be listening that they didn't come from two, three, four generations of, of the faith and, you know, they, they've come from maybe generations of dysfunction, generations of, uh, you know, having a toxic family, generations of, of, you know, divorce, generations of abuse. What would you say to those people that are trying you know, for the first time ever to serve the Lord with their life, serve the Lord with, in their marriage, serve the Lord in their parenting, serve the Lord in their family? Um, one, I would, I would say congratulations and I'm proud of you because yep. that um, takes a lot, of, a lot of work to do. Um, and that you even uh, decide that you would sign up to try to pave a way means that you're a warrior deep down inside. Um, but I also would tell you uh, that I think it's very important to find mentors uh, find mm-hmm. uh, someone that's you may find someone else who's already paved the way in their generation or their family and um, see what they can uh, say and pour into you and then um, I think it's very important uh, to realize not to compare you cannot compare your family to a family that's come from you know generations yeah. I, I look at it I, this is how I like to think of it. it's like like if you had a big open field or um, when the pioneers came in, if, if it's like comparing two different prairies. If you have one that has already come in, they've paved the way, they've got, you know, the cabin's already up, they've got, you know, the barn's already built, you have all that. And then you say, okay, here, welcome to the prairie versus these people over here who the weeds are up. You know, mm-hmm. not just an open field, but they're not, we're talking about weeds. We're talking about um, diseases that are out. All of that, these people have to get over just to even get the cabin up. Does mm-hmm. that make any sense? Yes. But, <laughs> but I'm saying, like, I feel like, the, but then you can look and compare to these people over here, and then you're like, 
God, I mean, I feel like I can't. But they they got started so much better than these over here. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't know where we're going with that. No, but. that's you're right. I don't, <laughs> so that yeah, it makes me think of I, I was I wrote a post I, I made a statement on on a post here recently that said jacked up people end up with jacked up marriages with jacked up kids. And I know that sounds a little bit harsh, but I think the, the truth in that is so much of who we are comes from the family that we originated from. Mm-hmm. I think so much of the home that we grow, grew up in um, affects affects who we are. It affects, affects how we, we interact with other people. It affects how we communicate. It affects how we deal with conflict and so how have you seen that played out in maybe in your life or in others lives or the people's lives that we minister to how uh, the family that they originated from or or the family they grew up in how that's affected how they live their life today I didn't know you were interviewing me (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were together you keep asking me these questions like I feel like I'm being interviewed you already got to know the Jody Payne I thought we were discussing I think I think the the you know, the family that we grew up in has, you know, impacts us so, so much. And I think that's why it's, it is so important to build strong families because, you know, our families have the power to mold us, to shape mm-hmm. us, to help influence our worldviews. I mean, for example, I mean, I love our three children. You know, I love uh, raising them. And I think about, you know, my daughters and how beautiful they are. And I can't imagine them uh, going to school or going out in the community and someone you know, making a comment about their looks or their weight and say, for example, someone were to, you know, call one of our girls fat and overweight. I mean, I know, especially our middle daughter is super sensitive. I mean, that would devastate her. But if she were to come home and her daddy, me, were to make that statement, I mean, it would crush her. And I think, well, you know, why is that? Because the family that we grow up in, the family uh, that we do life with has so much power to shape and mold mm-hmm. our little our little hearts. And so, um, you know, I see it almost as a school or a university, you know, that however long they, they live in our homes, uh, whether it's 16, 17 years, 20 years, sadly, sometimes today, 30 <laughs> years, hopefully that won't be the case with our kids. But, you know, families have the power to mold and shape who we are and certainly who we'll become. So I think back to, you know, Genesis and the Garden of Eden and, you know, God creates, um, you know, the first institution God creates is the family. He creates the man, and he creates the woman to be his helpmate. And, you know, we have the first marriage, and we have, the, you know, the first family on earth, and we have, you know, the first children on this earth. And uh, I think of the family, and I think that God, you know, created the family to, you know, carry out certain aspects aspects of his will here on earth. And a lot of times I think we don't view the family as a ministry vehicle. We automatically mm-hmm. go to an organization or to a, you know, a nonprofit ministry or whatnot, the church, but God created the family for a reason and for a purpose. And do you want to talk with me a little bit about, you know, kind of our mission as a family, as we, you know, we see our family as a mission, our marriage as a mission, our parenting as a mission? Yeah. I mean, I think one of my heroes of the faith is Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm. And one of her quotes is, if you want to change the world, go home and love on your family. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so true. I know, it, but it is. It's like, I think we get so busy. Um, and I think it's a trap. I yeah. really do. I think it's that we feel like we're not being um, significant and being successful when we're just doing things at the house or just doing things or even just have, like playing board games or things like that. It's 
if you're not, you know, you don't have to always just be doing a devotional. You don't have to, it's just about, um, building that relationship and, and making sure that, the, the home is thriving in a healthy way. And, you know, our kids have gotten to see us make plenty of mistakes. Yeah. But one thing I pray they always see with that is that we ask for forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know. And I think, I feel like that parents uh, struggle feeling like they're failures all the time. Are yeah. they, you know, and just realizing that they're not going to be perfect. But there's a lot of power in some truth in just asking for forgiveness. Yeah. Really meaning it, Absolutely. but, you know. Yeah, I think... You know, when when we talk about building family and even the word family, I think so many thoughts can go across people's minds based on, again, their family of origin, Mm -hmm. where they came from, what they grew up in, maybe the type of family they're in now. When we say the word family, you know, for a lot of people that may, you know, that may be pain, Mm -hmm. that may be disappointment, that may be discouragement, that may be rejection, while as, you know, family to some people may be support, may be uh, encouragement, but whatever family that you grew up in, whatever family you find yourself in now that Jody and I, we just want to encourage you that God doesn't want you to just be a part of a family. He just doesn't want you to have any old family, but he wants you to, to be able to build a godly family because families are a super, super big deal to him. And we believe that strong families do build strong societies, strong communities, strong cultures, strong churches, and so on and so forth. And I, I want to encourage something, too, that you may be on your second family. You mm-hmm. may be on your second marriage. Like, it doesn't, I feel like sometimes when we think of family, um, we do, God does have an, a, a plan for to do it, the, you know, a certain way. But I, I feel, you know, throughout the Bible, it even talks about, you know, mistakes that were made and um, they, got, they had to move on, you know. And I just, so I want to encourage people out there too that said, you know, I've, I've already had two marriages or I've already had whatever. Don't give up. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's still life. If there's still life to be lived, then there's still family to be had because that's what life is made up of yeah. is our family, you know? One of my favorite people, favorite men in all the Bible was Joshua. And I love the verse, uh, Joshua 24, I believe it was verse 15, where he says, as for me and my house or as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. So if you find yourself out there, you know, today or we, we want to encourage you, you know, building a strong family, it starts with you as an individual. You really can't help what anybody else does. You really can't help what your spouse does or what your children does. But Joshua took first responsibility in himself. He didn't just say, hey, my family's going to serve the Lord. But he says, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. So I want to encourage you to take responsibility yourself in serving God before your spouse, before your kids, and and just devote yourself to, to becoming the person that he created uh, saved and designed you to be. And if you find yourself uh, moving forward and, and trying to, to, you know, continue faith in the next generation, or maybe you're trying to change some things, I want to encourage you to build off the good that you've been given mm-hmm. and tear down the evil that may have been passed on to you as well. And to, to leave you with this hope that Jesus Christ is the master of not only building families, but Jesus Christ is the master of helping people rebuild families. So if you're in a spot where, you know, family's been destructive, family has been toxic, family has been dysfunctional, you know, hey, look, he is in the business of helping you rebuild your life to rebuild your family. And we want to encourage you with that today. So we appreciate you listening to episode three of the House of Pain podcast. We've had a great time visiting with you today. My name is Beck. And I am Jody. And we can't wait to meet with you next time. Have a wonderful day.